All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Episode number 18 of the Daily Faceoff podcast. Might as well call it the uh, the trade deadline podcast today. Um, with me, as always, well, I guess I should say who I am first. I'm Brock Segan, and with me is Dylan D. Berthew. How's it going, Brock? Struggling, struggling. And Michael B. <laughs> I was, uh, was going to say you were Brock if you weren't going to say it, so I'm glad you uh, stepped in there, Brock, but we're doing good. No, I mean, the hard part's over. Yeah, we're we're seventeen. Well, now eighteen episodes in, so I'm sure people kind of know who I am by now. Uh, Daily face-off guy. Yeah, it's the DFO guy. <laughs> Actually, it was so funny the day I decided to chirp bag milk a little bit. Oh, uh, bag. bagged. Yeah, I went after him a little bit on Twitter <laughs> when the um, Hunter Shin Kirk trade happened. There, I was like, oh man, this is reminiscent. Like this reminds me of if the Wings Nation decided to trade me to Oilers Nation for uh, bagged milk. One of us has tremendous potential. The other, well, is Michael, or Marcus Granlund. And Such it a jerk. Yeah, it started a little bit of Twitter beef, and then he called me Fantasy Boy. And honestly, I was I was shocked. I was like, you know what? In, in as many years as I've been working for Daily Faceoff, like, that's the first time that somebody's been mad at me and called me Fantasy Boy. You'd think that would happen a little more often, but... Well, we so are you telling point. us to Sounds start like calling totally you different. fantasy boy? Like, are you just creating this? Sounds like you? something totally different. No, it's all about fantasy hockey, Dylan. Just yeah, well, your new hockey. nickname right. is Fantasy Boy Brock. <laughs> oh, Jesus! I should not even have admitted to. It. I thought honestly, you guys were going to see it and just jump all over it. Yeah. Well, well I thought it. Was um, know what I'm doing after the show? Yeah, my my t- <laughs> Twitter game's off on like Monday to Wednesday, so you know after that, I'll, you, I get on the Twitter device, but. 
jumps before back that on Wednesday when you get all you get all the notifications of ridiculous yeah, exactly. trades. No, I honestly like, like sit in class on Wednesday before this because I have like a three hour lecture. Well, it's, and I just sit there and like I sit on Twitter and just like read what we get sent. It's actually hilarious. So I actually love it. It gets me through class. So keep doing that Twitter stuff. It's good. <laughs> Well, like I kind of alluded to uh, earlier, this is just going to be basically trade deadline. This is more of a fun show. Um, I think we're all a little depressed that we're not actually in the same room recording at this time around. That's always so much easier. But uh, we're all back in our <laughs> we're all back in our locations where we usually are. So we're just going to have a little bit of fun today. We're going to basically <laughs> basically what we've done is I've just grabbed the TSN big board or the TSN trade bait board. Um, cause they're, hey, thanks you know, for the board guys. Yeah. They're probably the most reliable when it comes to trade deadline Fair day. Enough. Actually not probably. They definitely yeah. are. Um, just a bunch of beauties. That Some just... of these rankings are suspect though. To say oh least. yeah. But we, we basically grabbed their top 20. Dale 20- Weiss above other. <laughs> However, Dale Weiss became like the ninth ranked available guys beyond me, but it's the same guy who put Clarkson at the top of their free agent board. Oh yeah, that's true too. Well, anyways, we're gonna just kind of roll through the uh, the TSN big board or trade bait board, however you, whatever you want to call it, and we're just gonna kind of break down whether or not we think this player is gonna be traded, uh, maybe what kind of return this player is gonna bring back. Which, in all honesty, we're gonna try to say what t- kind of return this player is gonna bring back. But do we really know? Can you really ever tell? Like, Polak goes for a second. Yeah. Jeff Petrie went for a second last year. It's like... It, Polak goes for so, two like, seconds. Not just one second. Yeah. Well, they had what's-his-face two spalling, but still. Uh, it's hard to ever uh, kind of... That's <laughs> worth it. Oh, it's falling, yeah. Uh, he's pretty legit. He's, he's debuting on the uh, fourth line tonight. Yeah, so. gonna get an they were just waiting for that five goal. And a half as, soon as, he, as soon as he potted his first goal of the year, like, boom, second rounder. We need oh, yeah. So, I get, we're going to try. We're going to try to gauge the market as best we can, but uh, I don't even think Bob McKenzie at this point can really gauge the market. Um, and then we're going to kind of try to just... We're smart Sean McKenzie, though. We know more. We have more connections. I don't know anything about Sean McKenzie. <laughs> Actually, I saw Sean McKenzie was on his way to the <laughs> Pond Hockey World Championships today. I don't know how That's I saw That's awesome. That. I want to go to the Pond Hockey World Have yeah. fun, Sean. Yeah, enjoy yourself, buddy. I think it's in, like, PEI or <laughs> something. Fight me next year, because that sounds awesome. Yeah, it would Attach. be a blast. I think we have to actually be good at hockey, though. Well, well I'm, I know is I'm he not. playing or, or is he rock? watching? <laughs> like, is he reporting live from Pond Hockey World Championship? I don't know. Sean McKenzie. I don't know. I honestly have no idea. What if he's doing both? Oh, that'd be tight. <laughs> just, just skating around with a mic, just like, and Sean McKenzie's got it! McKenzie! <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Flying not. into the shower. So how'd you feel about TSA? For Sportsnet, I'm going bar down. <laughs> Rips one. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be pretty talented. That'd be something like I could do. That was a shameless plug down. for a sec, and then you're just you're, you're chatting about uh, the literally going bar down. So okay, that's that's allowed. No, I wish I honestly I wish we could plug them, but they're uh, we don't have any business. Yeah, them, so it's so. not even shameless. <laughs> it's shame on us for not actually having a sponsor yet. But anyways, let's get into trades here, boys. Um, according to TSN, and I think most people could agree, um, Andrew Ladd tops the list um, for available rental players, I guess you could call him. Uh, normally, when a big player like that gets dealt, though, they usually tend to resign, I would think, right? But, I mean, he is probably one of the best rentals we've seen in a yeah. couple of years. Um, he has a $4.4 million cap hit. He's got 34 points in 58 games this season, obviously a UFA at the end of the year. Um, where could you guys see Andrew Ladd landing? I know we kind of touched on this a couple weeks ago, and I think we said, what, Florida and Chicago? Yeah. So d- do you guys have any like 
changes of heart there with with Florida Chicago, or is that pretty much uh, where we think he's yeah. going? I mean, I think those are both pretty like decent landing spots uh, for him right now. Obviously, a lot of people are talking about Chicago. It's been one of the main things floating around in the Twitterverse. Uh, but I think like any of the top contending teams could definitely make a move for Andrew Ladd. It's so hard to really forecast. But like any, like anyone of Pittsburgh, Anaheim, Nashville, uh, Washington, even uh, anyone looking to add a little more depth up front, and obviously good for a playoff run. Yeah, he's a great playoff. Guy. He's just a great player altogether. I mean, obviously, as he's the captain there, right? So he's got some some leadership qualities that he would bring to his new team that would obviously be pretty beneficial come playoff time. But four point four million is uh, it's a pretty hefty hit to take on. He's honestly smaller than I thought it was. Yeah, I was so. gonna say I, I thought he'd be up in the five plus. Well, it's yeah. one of the big. It's one of the biggest cap hits like on the market. Yeah. but it is. Yeah, like it's, it's no uh, value. Dale Weiss one point. Yeah, there's not a lot of big names on the market. Though, so. No, that's true. There, see, there usually isn't. Um, but he's only thirty, so mm-hmm. I mean, you could still even if you traded him, if you were able to re-sign him, you get him. Usually, for, the good players are on good teams. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not talking true. about selling him. But like, I mean, if you look at something like, I, I think Chicago would have to do a little bit of work to. To kind of move, yeah. Like I mean, if Winnipeg has to, get... to retain some salary, it's obviously not the end of the world because it's only till the end of this season. Yeah. So I would love Detroit, like in Detroit, to get him, but there's just they can't. There's no way he'd be perfect. Like I would just love a player with some grit in Detroit, but I mean that we don't we don't like those players. Yeah, that's not so your style. Again. <laughs> yeah, no. It's actually funny. I'm writing an article for Wings Nation. Um, I think it'll be up tomorrow. It's just there's like, the I, plug. It's yeah. It's just uh, yes, it's basically like a throwback Thursday post, just looking at some of the trades like the Wings have made uh, in the past. And I'm writing a little bit about oh the, the Big Bird deal That's from cute. Tampa. So was it? Uh, yeah, no, not Tampa. Sorry, Florida. Yeah, and then yeah, Sean Mathias got dealt in that deal. <laughs> really? <laughs> when he was actually like a decent prospect. Recently acquired by uh, my famed Avalanche. So. No. Yeah, making his debut tonight. Yeah, it's called you welcome. Uh, <laughs> yet another fourth line plug. Um, no, he's a he's a decent pickup. I saw that he's going to be playing with uh, Soderberg and Como, Como though. That's a I tweeted out They've yesterday. That's a well, big boy like, line. Yeah. That's a big boy line. I would. Uh, it's a nice third line, really. I mean, Matthias isn't like the greatest yeah, player for what we line, gave but... up or what Colorado gave up. I don't really mind it. Yeah. Well, what do you? Okay, I guess talking about you know what Colorado had has to had to give up what do you guys think that somebody would have to give up in order to get somebody like lad like like a, like a first has to probably be included yeah right? or at least a good prospect first and like then... a good or half decent prospect i would say at least like i think yeah, it's I gonna be a bidding more so i imagine it's gonna be a first sure. and a better prospect yeah that's what that's what i was thinking too it seems like there's probably so many teams kind of going after them that Winnipeg Someone's might make gonna out, offer like, something ridiculous, think, yeah, and it's going to turn into something good. I'm I feeling like a, a first rounder and their prospect kind of on like uh, the Sammy Kapanen level in the summer when he got uh, dealt for Kessel there. I think that could be something, uh, the type of deal that's going to get it done. That's honestly such a good deal for for Winnipeg too. I mean, it sucks to trade your captain and all, but when you're not making the playoffs, like they obviously made the right call. I think we can all agree of signing Bufflin and deciding to deal Lad. Yeah, I think um, so. I mean, as of today, though, they even said, like, it's not even a foregone conclusion that Lad's getting dealt, but, I mean, I don't see any way they can actually keep him. So, I mean, if they can pull in a first and a nice prospect like that, that'd be be huge for Winnipeg. It's funny, too, because, like, they always say that, like, Winnipeg, they never make deals, they never trade, and now, all of a sudden, they're kind of forced to have to do something yeah, like that. for sure. Um, but the next two guys, I guess we should I guess we should move on a little quicker here. Uh, the next two guys on the list are Mikel Bodker in Arizona and Louis Erickson. 
Um, both veteran guys, both solid wingers. Walker's um, still pretty young, could, though. I mean, yeah, I mean he is. He's only twenty six, yeah. but he seems like he's been around forever. Yeah, he's been doing his thing for a while out in, out and, in Zona. And Louis's been Louis's been on fire recently yeah. too. Um, Whoa! Honestly, like I uh, Arizona. I mean, sorry, TSN has Bodker ranked ahead of Erickson. Um, obviously, from a rental perspective, I, I think I'd rather have Erickson. But I mean, going you know going forward, if you're going to resign one of these guys, I think Bodker's a, a little bit better option. Um, who would you guys yeah. rather have? If you guys are making a trade, if you're a GM right now and you had to trade just for a playoff push here, let's take next year out of it. Who would you be looking at, Bodker or Erickson? Um, I think it really depends. I mean. Uh, I feel like I feel like Erickson's gonna cost a bit more. I don't I don't know why it just seems that way just because of uh just like you said it's just his crazy for tear, Boston so to have to trade somebody Bonker, like that. Yeah. Oh, exactly. It's like, wild that they're yeah that they have to move him. Like I honestly don't even know like if he will be like they're in a playoff on like and he's like arguably their best winger <laughs> besides yeah. Marshawn. Marshawn's obviously been been ridiculous this year, but after Marshawn, it's Louis Erickson. And if you're going to make the playoffs, like, I mean, are they... I feel like the guys making the move for these two are going to be the ones that are like, uh, fell short of getting ladder. Don't like what the price is for lad. Yeah. Um, I... cause they're kind of the same level. Like, these are all other top six wingers. I think they're all yeah, going like to get a lot if... of polo regardless. Yes. Yeah, so the market's a little saturated here, but, uh, I, I think cause I, I don't think you can really speak to moving forward, like past this year when they're both expiring contracts, and for a playoff push, I'd probably rather have Erickson. Uh, but I feel like they're going to get pretty similar hauls at the end of the day because I think they're kind of the the two A and two B yeah, here to lad. Definitely, yeah. I think like like we kind of I think we mentioned it earlier in the season. We talked about Bodker quite a bit. He got off to a nice start. He's a really underrated player, which has kind of been the same tag that Erickson's played with his whole career. Like when he was in dallas all he did was put up 70 point season after 70 point season after 70 mm-hmm. points and nobody talked about him he was like a ninth round fancy pick every year and he was just like the biggest steal ever um and, and bodker is kind of the same way but he's he's had some health issues but uh, i mean Plays as a rental bad teams yeah. yeah oh yeah for sure he he like i guess from a fantasy perspective um since we are a fantasy show after all uh bodker would be somebody that would probably be a nice pickup if he gets traded to a contender sure. he's gonna go into the top six <coughs> his own percentage is low and he's going away from a team that isn't that good to a team that could potentially be a high scoring team yeah yeah uh, bodker would be definitely somebody to keep an eye on and erickson i mean from like a, he's played well erickson's in the same well for, sure. for everyone so he's probably just gonna keep up and if he's in even better scoring positions than he already is then he can just oh he's gonna light the lamp yeah so it might be a good move to pick up i, I feel like bodker's free agent uh yeah in a, yeah in a he's, lot, he's like 20 percent right? owned probably yeah so i feel like if higher. uh you know you need some help up front you're looking for some help down the stretch i think we got four weeks left to the fantasy playoffs yeah um I think, like, even just adding him preemptively, like, you know, if he gets moved to a team like Chicago, he's going to be a hot-button pickup for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, if he fills in with Taves and Hosa instead of Andrew Shaw, like, that's a huge spot. I can't imagine him not getting dealt, too. Like, Ladd and Erickson, I think there's some potential that they don't move, like we were talking about, but I don't see that happening with Bodger. No. Yeah, like, he's gone. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Arizona's never really shot away He's done his time in the desert. Let him breathe. Yeah, let him go score some goals elsewhere. Um, but the next guy, it was actually kind of perfect timing. We, we started a little later than usually uh, than we usually do, and I'll take credit for that. Uh, but right before we jumped on the air here, um, Joe Smith, um, he's a Tampa Bay reporter. Um, it's a made-up ta- name. <laughs> no, Joe, no, Joe Smith of the Tampa Bay Times. Um, he's, he is a real guy. Um, he tweeted out that Iserman just said he'd prefer to get a Jonathan Drouin done sooner than later. 
Um, so it sounds like that's I didn't go in and read the article because we were about to hop on here, but uh, it sounds like Eisenman would prefer to kind of get rid of Drouin before the deadline as opposed to try to hold on to him and kind of trade mm-hmm. him at the draft or whatever uh, it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy. Like, Drouin has been sitting for so long. Like, I mean, what do you do as a team that wants a guy like Jonathan Drouin? But then you trade him, and then what does he do? Like, does he just sit for a while? Yeah. Does he skate? Like, he obviously. He's I think you have to have a plan to bring him up to the NHL, right? Otherwise, it's just going to get off to a terrible foot again. Yeah, you he, can't. Yeah, you can't just obviously put him in the NHL. But I mean, if you're foot. talking like you know, dream scenario for me, if he's going to the Leafs, uh, I would have him down into the AHL until after the call out mark. Call him up so we can get some times into the end. But you will, you at least from like the Leafs uh, perspective, when you have a really competitive AHL team this year in the Marlies, you'd want him on that type of run too, right? So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know I wrote an article the other day um, about the top five uh, D-men that the Red Wings should target, and that's pretty much relevant to what I'm about to say, but what I was saying <laughs> is that if they do get a guy, like Marchenko has been really good for them this year, but if you acquire a veteran guy to play you know, with the Wings this year, you can send Marchenko down and let him go on another Calder Cup run, because you're right. It really doesn't if he goes hurt, and yeah. plays on, if he If he goes and plays on a really good Marlies team, which I know Drew has made it apparent that he doesn't want to play in the AHL, um, but, but that's like best case for him, and I feel like yeah, playing yeah. on a playing on a really good AHL team and winning a Calder Cup and going on a Calder Cup run, dude, I think this does wonders for for young players. So yeah, more than coming up and taking you know ten out of fifteen else with the big club would do, <laughs> mm-hmm. and a big minus yeah. eighteen and ten out of fifteen. Yeah. That's uh, that's really optimistic, dude. You know what this team's gonna look like <laughs> after after next Monday? Good save, oh, there. It's good save. Nice. So bad. Stood on your head there. <laughs> I can't wait to see that lineup the roster in next week. It's gonna be ugly. Hopefully, Kadri's still on it. And other than that, Kadri and Ry- and uh, Riley. It's yeah, much and Gardner. Leo Komarov. See, that's oh, I wish the Wings could acquire Komarov. Just somebody to go out there and just hammer everybody. <laughs> Me and you, man. Let's get the deal done right now. Yeah. Let's hammer it out. Oh, you'd be like first first round pick, and I'd be like no. And no, Mantha in a second. <laughs> you guys always want Mantha. <laughs> uh, but okay, fine. I guess okay, bef- bef- <laughs> before we move on to some of the b- other bigger names here, uh, who do you, like if you guys had to guess? Let's say that come Jan or February 29th, Joanne gets traded. Where does he go if you had to pick one team? Uh, uh, I say Anaheim. I don't know why. I think he goes to Anaheim. I think Anaheim needs another nice young scoring winger. Um, I mean, Perry and Getzlaff aren't getting any younger, although they're not old, but Drouin... Maybe something like Vatten and Fowler moving back yeah, around a pick. Yeah, they've got, they've got, uh, like, I mean, Shea Theodore is just waiting to come up. I think that, I really do think that Vatten or Fowler, if I was them, I'd probably be trading Vatten first, but um, I feel like... Because Windsor alert. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I feel like they want to bring Theodore up. Theodore's ready to go. We proved that earlier in the year. And bringing on some, some added scoring to that team would just... Even oh, yeah. you know bolster that playoff run, and uh, they've been on an absolute tear recently. And another winger would be pretty scary. I could see, uh, I could see Nashville shaking things up and like doing another deal, kind of like uh, obviously they did the Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson deal. It shows they they're see, willing to pull the trigger. So uh, they also did the uh, the Forsberg trade yeah. at the deadline, right? Yeah. Which is kind of similar to this, similar idea. Yeah, I think that they were kind of one of the hot teams that everybody was saying that Drew was going to go to. Like kind of before the whole Johansson thing happened, yeah. And then, like they were like saying that how okay they're gonna trade uh, you know a Seth Jones type of player for to Tampa, but now it seems more like they gotta hold on to these defensemen that they do have. 
Um, but I, I could see them add another piece. I mean, when you look at that team up front, they've got some they've got some nice young players, but they could use like another stud. They need another big yeah. guy. They've got Kevin Fiala too, who we've mentioned in the show before. But he he's obviously not quite uh, not, he's quite, not quite there yet. See, the thing is, like Nashville and Anaheim are teams that are probably going to be looking for help this year at the deadline, right? So, how many pieces off their bigly roster are they going to be willing to move for someone that might not play for you this year? And that's the other thing too. Like, where does Tampa go? Like, they obviously want to deal Drouin, but do they want they they're going to want an NHL ready piece back as well because and they're I, going for it too. And I like optimistically spoke about the Leafs having a chance, but do they really want to move a guy? with this potential and this skill level in their own division. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's scary. Like, I, I know I always said about the Red Wings, too, and it's just, it, I always say that it, it could happen because Iserman and the Red Wings. I always think that he's just going to come here and be our GM in, like, five years, so he probably wants to, you know, preemptively help himself out. But, Wishful thinking, but yes. Yeah, oh, Stamkos is coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, like trade inside your own division is is ridiculous, and that's why I thought it was so weird. Well, especially um, a guy like that, right? Like, yeah, who and that's like why touted I, as a franchise talent coming out of his draft. He's not quite the franchise talent, but Hunter Shinkirk too. Like that's trading to like your your biggest rival. Yeah, and that's yeah. the second year in a row they've kind of dealt prospects to each other. Where it's like, really, that's what you want to do? Like you don't want that to come bite you in the ass in a couple no. of years. Yeah, that that trade just made six times a year. That one made yeah. no sense. Yeah, like it's not like it's not like they. Are making a run, and they were trading for an NHL guy that's like we are talking about the Vancouver team. Calgary trade right now, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's not like they're they're they're, they're making a run, yeah. and they're going to trade for this guy that's going to help them, you know, make the playoffs or or go far in the playoffs. They traded for another guy who's like just not as good at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a terrible deal. Just another center. Uh, but okay, we got a lot more. A lot of players start, to get here, start too. Start rifling through. Yeah, so we're going to go uh, Eric Stahl. Obviously, $8.25 million cap hits. Pretty big. Carolina. Going to um, be tough. Uh, it's going to be tough to move. Yeah, like he hasn't had his most productive season. He's been okay. Um, but, like, even at 8.25, like, obviously Carolina is going to have to retain some of that. But if you retain half of that, like, that's still the same cap hit we're looking at as, like, Ladd, Bodker, Erickson, right? Like, around the $4 million range. So, like, how much value is there even still? And is Carolina even really willing to move him in, saying that, you know, we're ready to move on from Eric Stahl, or are they thinking about maybe re-signing him still? So I think there's a lot there. Uh, not sure he gets moved. Yeah, it's crazy, too, because, like, they're one of those teams that are in the playoff hunt that nobody really expected them to be there. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if you're in, if you're in a hunt, you really trade your, probably, besides Justin Falk, your, your best player. It's, yeah, it's, I guess, like, right? And you know what, though? Like, I guess, too, if, if you're thinking about it, like, from a... Uh, Carolina perspective like why not retain as you know a bunch of salary because I think the more salary you retain probably the better return you're going to get for them. yeah yeah and they only got to eat it for a year like rest the rest of the year of, yeah and yeah. then whatever yeah and they so are like, saying like now Stahl has kind of worked his way into like he's not really the best like center out there for all positions so they've kind of had these other guys who can fill and if they did lose him they have mentioned that so they are kind of built to lose him but at the same time i agree how do you take out like a big piece like that i saw a lot of people today uh happy cup winner <laughs> i saw a lot of people today Maybe. saying like okay like stall the rangers so he can join his other brother but then all, <laughs> all the rangers reporters like look at like there's just no way yeah. like, there's just yeah. no there's no room we do here. not have um, that <laughs> yeah. do not have the cap room but there's other teams out there that do um I think adding Eric Stahl would be nice for, for anybody because he'd go probably slide into a, a slot that he is 
more suited for at this point in his career, maybe a second line center role opposed to being the big dog up front. Um, but the next, let's get into some defense. All the guys <laughs> we've mentioned so far are forwards. Um, and that's basically because there really are no defensemen um, available this year. Yeah. Uh, topping the TSN big board on the blue line is Chris Russell, who no. is a UFA at the end of the year. Ugh. You know I'd what? Honestly, him. Chris, I like take Chris him. Russell. I, I watched a feature about him a couple, I think maybe last year, and he's just like, he's tiny. He blocks and he's just so t- many shots. He's tough as shit yeah. too. Like he's so tough um, for like a small for like an undersized guy. Like he's not gonna go out there and beat the shit out of you. But he's a he's a tough guy. And yeah, like you said, he blocks a ton of shots. He's he's leading the league in shot blocks uh, again this year. Yeah. And so, like I mentioned earlier, the the article I wrote for the Wings, he was my number two defenseman for the Wings to go after uh, behind Shattenkirk, who, optimistically speaking, is probably not on the move. Uh, but I wish he was. Yeah. But anyways, and, and, and the comments in the thing were just like, yeah, Russell blocks a lot of shots because he's not that good, and, yeah. he, and he's always in his own end, and blah, blah, Honestly, blah, which I, is fair. My point on him was going to be like, uh, we talk about how good Brody and Giordano have been on the ice together the last few years, and how Calgary is like a playoff team when they're on the ice, and a lottery team when they're off the ice, and Russell is what, what's going on when they're off the ice. He's been like a negative relative Corsi. Uh, for the last well, five years in Calgary since, yeah. you know, Giordano and Brody have been doing their thing. Uh, so he's more or less, I don't want to say been the problem, but he's definitely been the second tier of defensemen in Calgary. Yeah, he spent a lot of time with Dennis Wideman too, and I, I've seen so many tweets, like, out of Flames Nation and stuff. Just, like... Ugly possession. Yeah, just posting possession stats post-game and just, like, oh, my God, they got yeah. dominated. Um, do you know off, like, I don't know if you have it up, like, what is, like, his zone start is like? Like, it must, they, he must, he must start always zone be back quite there, yeah. a bit. Yeah, like... You don't leave oh, the league in shot blocks and not be no. consistently. Well, you look that up, D. Let's move on to the next guy who I know you mentioned uh, on Twitter today, Beebs, is Dan <laughs> That's kind of upset it didn't uh, make it into the, uh, in a, in a <laughs> I was going to mention it, but I mean, I figured we'd talk about it when we got to him here. Um, he carries a $4.5 million cap hit. He also has a no trade clause. Um, so he's obviously yeah. going to have to, you know, waive that in order to get dealt. Um, most, Everything I've seen today uh, basically says that Ham Hughes has not been approached yet to waive his no trade clause. Um, he's a, just want to say, sorry, real yeah, quick. Go ahead. I, yeah, I got it. Uh, his zone starts have actually been better than Giordano the last four years. That's uh, crazy. Russell sits around 50, and Giordano has been 47, 42, 43, 40. Hmm. That's, that's actually kind of surprising. I mean, I, I'd yeah. expect somebody like like Giordano to start in his own zone quite a bit, but I didn't expect Russell to be around 50. It's funny, too, because he's such a good skater, and he's, he is a good puck mover, but he, I guess maybe that's... Like people are overvaluing yeah, and how good he actually is. Could be the forwards. He's not. He's playing with two though. He's probably playing with the second tier forwards, and and they're they, we do know their their front line well, carries them. Pretty I don't know. Hard. Like, I mean, if Giordano is starting more uh, zones in the defensive zone, that kind of like tends to say that he's playing with a third line and stuff, right? Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Like in I, those minutes, anyway. I wouldn't hate if he came to Detroit because he would be just another body. But I mean, he's no upgrade. Like that's the one thing that, that I wrote in my article is just they don't need another fourth fifth sixth defenseman they've already got a million of them they don't they yeah. need a, a big dog and that that guy's just not available that's why i don't think they're gonna make a move uh, but getting back to ham use um he's a west coast guy i don't think he wants to move that much but uh he could be somebody that is moved he's a nice veteran piece i know Biebs, you said you kind of wouldn't mind colorado picking him up yeah very much they wouldn't mind colorado picking him up i think he'd be a good he, piece he was on like team kennedy was on he not team like that or there oh exactly 
Yeah. Yeah. He, like he's obviously a good. He, he's a little bit. Uh, he's not like great offensively, but he's capable of logging massive yeah, shutdown. He's better than a lot of guys that are on the Avalanche defensive end, at least. And uh, I'm sure there's other teams in the. Are same we talking boat. Ham Hughes? Yeah, I Ham Hughes. Cut out there. Yeah. No, I honestly think Ham Hughes is like the best defenseman on the board, but he's got the biggest cap hit too. So. Hmm. That's the one thing, right? You gotta you gotta look at how much you'd have to move out for some teams to get a guy like Cam Hughes. To if he goes to Washington, I lose it. Like if their defense, well, gets I don't better. think I, I think they're do- I think they're done because they picked up Mike Weber. Yeah, they were just looking for like a big body, yeah, big body stay at home defenseman to nice. to kind of just provide them with some depth. So I think they're done. Um, Hopefully, but I would I wouldn't mind like their Dallas would be filthy. Yeah. Dallas wouldn't would be a nice. We don't need that to happen either. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't need that to happen at all. I wouldn't mind Hamus either, but I know the Red Wings are going to need to move out somebody to move somebody in. So we're looking at like maybe like a Quincy and something for Hamus, and then it, basically whatever. It's a lateral move. If anything. How'd you feel about that well, offer I tossed down, Brock? Though it was uh, Bigras in a second. So I I just think is that how you say it? Bigras? I don't know. It's like it's that's like, uh, it's like a. It's probably legit. I feel like like the altitude guys probably butcher it, so so am I. But <laughs> well, anyway, I don't know. I think he's a pretty good prospect, and I just don't think the Avs are really in buy mode right now. That's no, we're just going to roll with what with. we got. I think too. I agree. Yeah, but uh, let's keep moving on here. Um, in the second half, I just I kind of forgot to mention this earlier in the show. In the second half, um, on Twitter today, I mentioned I had everybody just kind of throw me some some of their trade offers if they were the GMs of their favorite clubs, uh, as well as if they'd seen any ridiculous trade offers on Twitter, uh, you know, or any other forums to kind of send them my way so we can kind of have a couple good laughs. So the first half here is probably going to run about 45 minutes, and then the second half we're just going to kind of talk about some hilarious trades that uh, fans said in, sent in for about 15 minutes. So uh, make sure you guys stay tuned for that after the Blue Stones. But let's keep moving on here uh, with a couple of wingers. Um, we kind of mentioned him before, how we think he's a little high on the trade bait board, but Dale Weiss, um, rolling in at the ne- seven spot, like it's definitely not the yeah, for, yeah, for, for potential free agents, he's, uh, he's definitely, he's ahead uh, of people who can actually put the puck in the net. Yeah. Hey. He's put, and you know what? He's been like, in all honesty, he's been putting such year. a, he's been put, put in such a prime spot in, in Montreal and he's actually produced like a fair yeah. bit. Like I know better people, than I thought. Yeah. But he's not good. Yeah. I just like if like somebody's <laughs> gonna trade for this guy and somebody's gonna give up too much for this guy and he know who who knows he might help in the playoffs. So players like this sometimes work out in the playoffs. But I mean, hey, I'm I'm, I'm not can up. fetch a second. Dale can fetch a second. I think Dale yeah, can that. fetch a second. I think so too. And I think somebody will definitely deal. This just seems like a Pittsburgh Penguin guy to me. They always seem. <laughs> yeah, like, I was actually thinking that too. They 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 always seem like they it, all the talks. He's the, new, he's the Bill Guerin. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. They always just seem to like they, like they talk about how they're gonna get this, you know, the Andrew Ladd, the, the the Erickson. They're always talking about how they're gonna, and then they never do, and they always just get the scraps. And Dave it's always Carl. just and it's always just a yeah, big, know. it's just a big guy who's not actually very good. Well, Hornquist is actually like I decent know, yeah, though, yeah. but um, that was Kunitz one year. Yeah, so maybe Dale Weiss is the next Kunitz. Is that what you're trying to say? Maybe he's the next Pascal Dupuis. That is true. I I bet you like maybe not. You heard it here first. He's going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Daily Face Out podcast not. where trades come to unless come to, come to life. it gets like announced before the show comes out. Yeah, then we have to just tomorrow. scrap the whole show. Then we did not hear it here first. <laughs> I'll just like play it. I'll just cut it. I'll go back. I'll cut it. And I'll put it on Twitter. Be like no, no, no. I said this like four <laughs> hours ago. But 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, Dale Weiss, whatever. Dale Weiss is Dale Weiss. Uh, there's not much to talk about. He's not a great fantasy uh, asset. Um, but this next guy could be if he gets dealt somewhere. Yuri Hudler, obviously, I don't know how many times we've brought this guy up at the start of the season saying uh-huh. that his draft stock was just ridiculously high. What he did last year is obviously not going to happen again, and that's happened. Um, he's a UFA at the end of the year, $4 million cap hit. Uh, but he could be a guy that helps a team out. He, he's a pretty good playmaker. He can put the puck in the back of the net. Can play all three positions. Yeah. yeah. So he might be somebody that teams take a look at. I was I was joking uh, with a buddy of mine the other day saying how the Red Wings are going to bring him back just because he's your hoodler and they used to love him. But, God, I hope that doesn't happen. We don't need another little midget <laughs> running Red Wings around. in the race for just everyone? <laughs> no. Apparently. No, no. Hoodler, Hoodler's not. Hoodler's not on the board at all. But, yeah, I really hope not, too. Uh, but where do you guys think Hoodler could go? I Same, same like, areas, right? Like, the same buying teams, I think. The Kings, you know, Pens. I was honestly uh, Chicago, thinking Chicago, potentially. Yeah. Like, this, this, again, I think could be, like, the type of guy, uh, the teams who lose out on Ladd and maybe Vodker and Erickson. Yeah, he's just like, okay, well, we don't have to give up a first. We have to give up a second. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. For a guy like this. I could see him going and, like, I don't know if they're – they're kind of getting hot right now. Um, and they traded away like Malay McCulloch, obviously, in the Dion Phaneuf trade. I, th- I could see somebody like Ottawa going after him. Um, I know Clark MacArthur is kind of nearing a return, but he's more of a third-line guy, I think, than a, than a top six top six guy. Like, right now, they've got Ryan Dezingle, or however you pronounce his Dingle. name, which I know <laughs> I know he's, like, a decent Nick prospect, Pauls. but I don't, think he's, I don't think he's ready for top six minutes. So I could he's see no it, Matt Pumple. No, Windsor. Uh, but I could apparently see somebody. Better, but... Yeah, apparently he is. But I could see somebody like Ottawa going after him if they're trying to make a run, which it looks like they might be doing kind of something similar to what they did last Who year. Who called they're it? Gonna... Yeah, they're getting hot. So uh, you heard it here first. A couple weeks ago, DFO Podcast, Beeb's Bundy. Thank We're you. just on fire right now. Yeah, that's good credit. <laughs> um, let's get into a couple more dusters. Uh, we've got wow. Jamie McGinn in Buffalo. P.A. Parenteau in Toronto, and what? Lee Stempniak and Chris Versteeg. These guys are all kind of in the same boat, I think. They're veteran guys. Um, you know what? Stempniak's actually had a pretty damn good year. Versteeg's had a really good year in Carolina, but I, I couldn't believe when I was typing this up. I did not know that Chris Versteeg has a $4.4 million cap. Yeah, that's a lot. That blew my mind. So yeah, it's pretty heavy. That's ridiculous. But uh, I guess what I'm asking is, if you're another team, would you guys rather have Jamie McGinn, P.A. Parento, Lee Stefniak, or Chris Versteeg? I would want Parento. Lee Stefniak right now. Um, he's leading New Jersey in goals. Uh, he clearly has a hot hand right now. I think he could kind of come in for a pretty cheap asking price. And he's under a million dollars cap it, like you said. I think he could fill in. Uh, even if he doesn't really work out, who cares? It's It's a... It's a body that didn't cost a lot, and uh, and if he does work out, those guys do cost a lot. Though we traded for Eric Cole last year, and it cost a ton. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> Not even saying I think Carrington's going to move for a decent amount too, because you know he's. Oh, they just all gonna are. Move. They They're always, all going to move. Just, yeah. Be, no, Parenteau's like a thousand percent getting moved. Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. and he's going. And he, like, it's almost like in my mind, it's like a hundred percent. He's going to the Islanders. He's going back to play with Tavares. It's <laughs> happening. It's like a foregone conclusion. It's done. That'd be sweet. Oh, it's. It's happening. It's done. Like, that's that's a, the breakout. It's another one that's just done. Yeah, he's another guy. Like, hey, cross you know, it off. If uh, if Up he does get traded there and he does play with Tavares, there's another guy he's had 
you know, he's had success there before. And there's another guy that all of a sudden becomes a little more fantasy relevant than he was before. I think, yeah, I think wherever he goes, he probably becomes like roster worthy. Like just like yeah. uh, betting on the fact yeah. that he's going to be moving to some some sort of contender. Well, yeah, I mean, it all it always depends where you go. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, moving to a contender is obviously going doesn't hurt your <laughs> doesn't hurt your stock. So yeah, he's he's just been uh, pretty productive on the Leafs this year, playing with scrubs. So well, I just yep. I, I just can't ignore his last two three seasons there that have just not been as good i don't think they're gonna get alex steen for him like uh the blues did back in the day but (laughs) it's a trade yeah they might get a piece or two (laughs) uh okay so i think we're all in agreement here you know pa parento and stampniak are a little bit higher than mcginn and versteeg yeah yeah i think i don't see versteeg really going because of like you said that 4.4 million dollar cap yeah that's freaking huge astronomical uh, a couple more, we'll talk about a couple more defensemen really quick, and then we'll get into some goalies and then some of the bigger names that have term left. Um, real quickly, Justin Schultz, uh, we kind of talked about it pre-show. Um, when Dion Phaneuf got traded, all the, that I, I saw on TSN, all they did was talk about how he, the Leafs kept, you know, pumping his tires on the, to the media, pumping his tires, pumping his tires, like, oh, he, tonight he was the best player on the ice, blah, 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 blah. The Oilers, on the other hand, have done the complete opposite with Justin Schultz. Last night, he had a terrible game. McClellan goes on, talks to the media after the game, and basically just shreds the guy. He was like, I could talk about two or three players, but I'm only going to talk about one. Can I just talk about one? I'm going to talk about... And like the only thing he didn't say was, Justin Schultz is a terrible hockey player. That's the, that's the only thing he didn't say. <laughs> so it's the complete opposite. So, I, I mean, when you're about to trade a guy, do you really want to just rip him to, par- like, to shreds? His value is obviously can't be any Highland's lower. Crazy, crazy dude. I don't think he cares. Yeah. yeah he, oh, he called out Puya. He just doesn't care. Yeah, he's just he's going stripping Kathy and C's left and yeah. right. Oh yeah, he just does not give <laughs> That's a single thing. shit. C stands for coach on this team. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't care. But um, I mean, I, I think Schultz gets traded. I think his he came in as a highly touted prospect. I know we talked about it before. How he's like, he's obviously. He, has massive, massive flaws in his uh, defensive game. But I still think he, I might be in the minority here, but I still think he has something to offer as as a nice buy-low candidate just because he has offensive potential. And, you know, the right coach, the right system might be able to patch up some of his, you know, defensive deficiencies. The right shutdown D partner. That's and he could could become somebody that is, you know, worthwhile on a power play, uh, especially... You know, down the road, it's. I think this would be more of a, a move, of you know, a move to buy low. He's an RFA at the end of the year. Resign him, work with him, and see uh, where it goes from I there. I just but. not seen it. Like the production for me just hasn't been there to make up for any like anything close to what he gives up defensively. He's had like so much trouble getting out of his own zone, and the one good year he did have was really driven by a lot of power play success uh, in the lockout season. So it's. Uh, for me, like I-, I can't see Edmonton really moving him for like anything that would classify as a buy low, so I don't think he'd be risk worth the risk for me. Uh, like I wouldn't was... trade a second round pick for this. Guy no, yeah, see, like, and I think that he's no. like I don't know. I think like his value is nowhere gonna gonna be nowhere near that high. Like he, if a team can pull him in for you know a later round pick, then or like a decent prospect, then I think it might be worth the risk. But it's pretty funny. I just want to read this guy read this to you guys real quick. Uh, Pierre LeBron was kind of tweeting about. Uh, Schultz before, and he said, "Belief is the Oilers are willing to retain willing to retain salary uh, in a Justin Schultz trade. 
Um, also think the Oilers would rather get a young player or prospect back than a pick. And then he said, at the end of the day, Schultz is a better player than he's shown in Edmonton, where he's lost all confidence, a good by low confidence, or a good by low candidate. And then uh, Dimitri, Dimitri Filipovich tweets, if the player he was supposed to be defending is named Confidence, then I agree. He's definitely lost him. I was dying. That's such a good tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying when I read that, but that's funny. Just wanted to share that with you guys real quick. Um, but another defenseman that's on the market is David Schlemko in New Jersey, who carries a ridiculously low six hundred twenty-five thousand dollar cap hit, and in all like underlying number metrics, I didn't even know you could guy, get paid that little. Yeah, and, and playing the NHL, neither did I. Yeah. <laughs> in, in all underlying metrics, like he he's a stud. Oh, he's killing he's, it. Yeah, he's. Like, across the board, just a great analytics, like, $625,000 god. Um, for, Six for, like, god? Sorry. For, <laughs> for somebody that you can get for probably relatively cheap and obviously no cap hit at all. Like, that, I wrote in my article, like, this is the guy that I want the Wings to get. Not going to cost a lot. I would, didn't you just say, though, you don't need another 5, 6, 7 D-man? I feel like no. he slots right in at that, like... No, he. I don't want that, but I don't want that at the day. The Dan yeah, Ham used like Chris Russell potential. Yeah, yeah at and that I don't want that. Price, I don't want to pay okay, the, the price. That. Yeah, okay. Somebody that you can bring in, and then you know. And I do think he has. You Is know, New Jersey like really looking to move him? Is that a thing? According to TSN, they are. I mean, they're weird, right? They did this kind of last year too. They were just like they're in no man's land right now. Like yeah. you don't you don't want to keep the guys and and miss the playoffs. And you don't want to trade the guys and then. If you're a fan of New Jersey right now, what do you, like? What do you cheer for? Like, what do you have going? Corey Schneider. Are you hoping for Mike Camilleri to get back off the IR? Is that yeah. they're going nuts that for you? that Blandesi guy's dive? Like now that now that they retired <laughs> Broder's jersey, like what else do you got to look forward to? I don't know. <laughs> nothing you know what the fact that they're even in contention i reminds guess reminds me of the least like five years ago it's just like what are you doing yeah they're i don't know they're in, they're weird but you know what they do have some decent defensemen that they scratch night in and night out like so maybe Larson. trading somebody like like schlemko won't hurt too much but i don't know eh. he'd be a guy i'm looking at but let's move on um apparently david jones is also on the thing but who cares yeah <laughs> not that good at all yeah been there done that Colorado. He makes $4 million, so good for him, I guess. Good on you, buddy. That's from his 27 uh, goal season five years ago. Yeah. D, do you have? A, you probably have more insight than any of us. What do you think about James Reimer's situation? I, if I'm, like, another team, uh, I, first of all, I think if teams are willing to give up, like, a you know, second-round pick, maybe a decent prospect, like, the Leafs are definitely going to be willing to listen and move Reimer. Uh, even though I do think they like him more than Bernie at this point, I think the management team just like isn't about hanging on to any expiring contracts and no. get value for them. No. Uh, and like I think Reimer could definitely potentially get moved if because I mean if we're talking about a team that's looking for goalie help headed into the playoffs, I'd much rather be picking up Reimer, who has been more productive the last few seasons than Cam Ward at less than half the cap hit. So yeah, like we're talking teams like maybe St. Louis now that Elliott's. Out for at least a month. Yeah, could be somebody looking at him. San Jose, Alex Daylock's not very good. Uh, Reimer and Martin Jones, it's a pretty nice tandem. Pittsburgh, if they want to have insurance, you know, put yeah. Zakoff back in the minors. Because of what Flurry does every year in the playoffs. And Flurry's always a question mark heading in the playoffs. They have a nice Matt Murray's a nice uh, goalie yeah, prospect there, which they, they also said be... they wouldn't be moving. So yeah, so I think like the goalie market seems pretty shallow to me. Yeah, um, it usually is. Not a lot. Yeah, there's not a lot of demand because I mean you don't. You're usually not in playoff contention if you have bad goaltending. So. And I tweeted out the other uh, a couple days ago when the Elliott news came out that look for the Blues to make a deal 
But I would I ex- I, I said Roder, it's easy. maybe trades maybe trade for somebody like Anton Hudobin who you're not gonna have to give a ton up for. He's in the AHL. He's a he's an expiring contract as well. Versus Reimer, they're gonna be expecting a little more in return for James Reimer than Anaheim. Yeah, because I think if they're like only getting you know mid round off- pick draft pick offers for him, I don't think they're gonna bother moving him because they, they can just could, resign him. He's yeah, had I think a good year. Definitely be their goalie next year. Too. Like he's had a good year. And even That's a lot, awesome. even even recently, like he's just playing behind trash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No help. Oh yeah, garbage. Uh, and then another goalie, which obviously I think we can all agree based off of what we just said about Reimer, is Cam Ward, who carries a much larger cap hit at six point three. If the goaltending market is is that, you know, shallow, the, yeah. who's going to be looking to you know pick up a guy like Cam Ward? Yeah, and we're talking about them potentially already having to eat a lot of salary on Saul's contract if they want to move him. So yeah, yeah. It's funny how we just like throw out Stahl slash some for salary, Steve. retain some salary, but then there's a guy somewhere. There's a guy who owns these teams that literally has to dish out this four point five million dollars to <laughs> to pay that guy to not play on his team. It's hilarious. Play, I want to see yeah. the salaries of the other players on Carolina because we're looking at three players right now that are taking up about like these are three oh, like massive, half massive. like decent players at best. We're saying, well, maybe and Jordan and Jordan <laughs> Stahl makes quite a bit of money in his own right as well. <laughs> yeah, so. you really understand how they won the cup in two thousand six when you look at these players. Yep, you're just like, oh well, this uh, that worked out for a little bit. They all kind of hit the like. You know what? I actually love Ward. He, he won me some money on DraftKings last night. He stood on his freaking head. But what's up, Cam? Uh, Eric Stahl, obviously, he's just he's hit the skids. Like he's not even old. He's only like thirty, and he's oh, where did he go? He's the skids. But yeah, Jordan Stahl makes six. Skinner makes five point seven. But then the rest of the team, Laughing. and then makes nothing. Falk four point eight. Michael Lyles three point eight. Stop, John, killing it. James Wisniewski five point five. Hasn't played. He played like one game all year. But, um, okay. Before we head to the break and some blue stones, I just want to talk about a couple more guys who are like maybes to get dealt at the deadline. They're guys that aren't expiring contracts. Guys who still still have some term left on their deals. Um. This guy's been on the market all year, but it's like a deal is just not happening, and it, I don't know if it will. But Travis Hamonic said right at the start of the year, I want to oh, be traded no. closer to home. I want to go, I want to go home, basically. What's um, home? Canada. Western Canada. What? I always thought he was European. What? Does Hamonic sound like? Ham- he played for the World Junior Team. Yeah. Where? Oh my God! Where, where I have forgot you been? one of the two hundred people who have played for the World Juniors. Where have you been? Years. His name's Travis. What? What European's name is Travis? Travis. Nothing. Anyways, Hamonic <laughs> has four years left at $3.75 million, which by all standards is an unbelievable contract um, for a top yeah, pairing for defenseman. Yeah, for a player like that? Wow. Uh, so he, I think the Islanders' wow. ask is going to be quite a bit. They're probably, I think... Yeah, that's pretty good. I think everything kind of is leaning towards him probably being dealt at the deadline. Um, I don't know. Like, that's pretty much all I have to say. I just really don't think this guy's going to get traded. Like, they're a playoff team. He's a great defenseman. I don't think you're going to be able to get the return necessary to help your team this year and in the future. Mm-hmm. For a guy that makes three point seven five for four million or for four more years, like that, that's a bargain. Like you got to, like somebody's got to be paying premium price for that contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much. Um, nail yeah, Yak- usually the guys you see get moved up the desk. No, and like that's just a rare circumstance of a guy saying like, "Sorry, man, like I don't want to live in Brooklyn. I want to go home." I'm a farm boy. <laughs> I, off the island. I don't like yeah. the lights. I can't sleep. 
<laughs> um, another guy who kind of has just kind of appeared recently in the last couple of days is Nail Yakpov. He's got one year uh, left at $2.5 million. Um, the Oilers are just, I don't even know what to say about him anymore. Uh, this well, is, didn't uh, they come out, like Torelli came out yesterday and said uh, if he, like, he is interested in, would potentially be interested in breaking up the core, but probably not till the off season. Yeah. yeah that's what well, he said. he said like this is like shit's gonna go down. Basically, is what he said. Like it's yeah, this is happening. Going shit's going down. Rain. People are getting moved. And I think like I think if you look at the at the Oilers, the first name that says you're getting traded after Justin Schultz is Neil Yakupov. The first forward that's going somewhere is, is potentially. Yakupov. I mean, like you're talking about their lowest value guys though. Like I. Nah. I still, you know? yeah, but but how low? It's not the value? way I would go about it. But like, if people go and get these other players, second round picks for these other players that aren't that good, like there's still going to be a return on a, a good return on a guy like Yakupov. Like no, like the GMs aren't stupid. They know that there's a lot of potential here with with Yakupov. I mean, Shirelli, ne- Shirelli didn't get the greatest sometimes. return with Tyler Segan, so I guess we don't really know. But yeah, I still think Yakupov can return quite a bit. Like who would you trade? Who would you trade into the Yakpoff if you're Edmonton? Mm, like Everly, maybe Nuge. Everly's yeah. Nuge is the Everly was like I think Everly was kind of the front runner, and then they saw like what he's been doing with, with McDavid. McDavid. They're like yeah. no 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 no. This isn't no, that's his piece. Uh-huh. That's his yeah. Kunitz, but better. And then that's the last bad. guy, the last guy we'll talk about before we get uh, get to the break is Lars Eller because obviously we've seen Montreal kind of fall out of favor. Uh, he's got two years Lars. left at three point five. I don't know. There's not much to say about Lars Eller. He's not a fantasy asset. He. I like Eller. I don't think he's that good, but I like him. See, I like Eller too. I think Eller is a great third line center. He's yeah. he's a great two way center. Yeah. And yeah. three point five million dollars. It's not a terrible Give contract a for a guy. For a guy that could play, you know, for somebody looking like he's in the wrong spot in Montreal. They have three centers that are just like, Ugh. and then Galchenyuk plays the wing, and then Eller gets thrust into these situations where it's. <laughs> He, sh- he doesn't belong. He's getting thrust yeah. into these situations. They have three centers he's that are like, so hard. just well, crazy what things do you going on say, in Montreal. What do you want? What do you want to say? What do you want to say about Deharnay, uh-huh. Placanic, and Eller? Uh-huh. Like, are they and they're none of them are that great. No, yeah, no, they're all very. Placanic wears a turtleneck. <laughs> no, we're getting down to the depths of the trade board right now yeah. for sure. But that's it. Let's stop. Sure. We'll get. Uh, we're we're we've talked about trades for nearly fifty minutes. This is uh, this is. <laughs> Let's uh, send it over to the Blue Stones, and after we'll spend 10 to 15 minutes talking about uh, all your guys' unreal trade offers. Well, some unreal, some not so unreal. Um, mostly not unreal, actually. And uh, yeah, no Twitter questions this week, just Twitter trades. So enjoy the Blue Stones, and uh, we'll see you guys in a minute.
I'm sorry that you guys didn't get to listen to Dylan bring this one back, but there's no injury report this week. If you need to be up to date with all your latest NHL injuries, make sure you head over to dailyfaceoff.com and hit player updates and then injuries, and then boom, you're done. So um, before we got on the air today, I sent out uh, a tweet and put it on dailyfaceoff.com asking you know, all you viewers and listeners to submit your potential trade offers or if they weren't your trade offers, somebody else's trade offers that were just completely outrageous. Um, so we could have a couple good laughs. So we're just going to go through some of them here. Um, and we're going to start off with at mighty moose 67. And he came in with, uh, some, you know, we talked about this guy earlier. He came in with a real hardcore slap in the face. here. He said, please Oilers get rid of Justin Schultz for a bag of pucks. Can't watch another second of this clown. So, uh, Boys, I'm just asking you guys, if you were the Oilers, would you accept a bag of pucks for Schultz at this point? Oh, ooh. Are they, like, actual pucks, or are they, like, those blue practice pucks where you can only... No, they're real pucks. they got to be real pucks. Ooh. Okay, I Like, I guess. Like, it's pushing I give it, up no but... more than a washing machine. <laughs> Damn it, for Before guys. we move on to this, it's actually so funny. Did you guys know back in the day, did you guys know Chris Draper was traded for a dollar? Yeah, literally like, a literally a loony, yeah. That's just nuts. That's incredible. Anyways, Value moving pick. on. I know I a guy we... who bought a car off his grandpa for a loony. Really? There's no Chris Draper. Thanks, Gramps. I'd rather... Draper's probably faster. More fast <laughs> than a car. Than the probably car. is. <laughs> yeah. Right? On ice, he might be. Yeah. Second but, podcast, Draper's made an appearance, by the way. Yeah. Well, the first one was when we saw him. Speaking of... Even when, when, when he was in the league, him, he wouldn't even be mentioned on a fantasy hockey podcast. No. <laughs> No, so true. funny. The it's first true. time we mentioned him was right after we all went to the uh, Spitz game, right? Yeah, and he was doing laps. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just I have tickets to tomorrow's game. He's so it's going? the first. It's the first game I've been to You're since. Your drape jersey? No, <laughs> just in case. But dude, I have, I have uh, front row seats. It's gonna be pretty dope. Actually. Oh, I had really? second row seats last week. We like yeah, walked I in. We're like, give us the best seats available. He's like, uh, one from the glass. Yeah, oh, I went yeah. on like I went Damn online. <laughs> My girlfriend texted me. She's like, I want to go to a hockey game, and I'm just just like. I'm like, well, I'm like, we can go to the we can go to the wings, but they don't play for a while. She's like, well, I want to go to one like soon. I'm like, well, whatever, let's go to the Spitz. <laughs> it's a great Rose impression. Dude, we had a hockey yeah. game last Saturday. Could have took her there. Yeah, that's true. I didn't want her to watch me play though. That's um, true. No, yeah, so wanted I wanted to watch you play. But dude, they, like at the Spitz games, like the uh, the ticket prices are basically like the same from like row one to row ten. Yeah. Like they don't. It's not like the wings where it's twenty-two like bones, million dollars, half a million dollars, twenty-two bones, unless you lie and say you're a student still, which. I don't lie, but I yeah. say it. I have a pretty big, like a pretty decent beard. It's nothing comparable to Dylan's right now, but I mean, I don't think I'd pass as a student yeah. right now. Um, so, yeah. So. But we're already getting off track. We said we were going to try to do this quick. Um, okay, so from at PJ Mangan, sure, we'll go with that. He said, Evgeny Malkin to the Rangers for Nash and Kreider. No. What do you guys oh, think? Legit or not legit? It's not legit. D just LOL'd out loud. So. Yeah, Nash is super overrated and Malkin's just an absolute monster sorry PJ if you're a Penguins fan you're crazy if you're a Rangers fan you're dreaming nice um from <laughs> nice. at P at P Sudney Cudney Edmonton Cudney I was gonna go Cudney whatever Sudney Cudney <laughs> I don't know I'm saying uh that. Edmonton yeah. trades Taylor Hall Oscar Clefbaum and a first round pick to Montreal for PK Subban no it's just Terrible. for Subban they could no, they could sign his brother and I don't think Boston would let that happen. Wheel him for... No, the other brother. Oh, the other brother? The one that is not signed anywhere. I think this would be a terrible trade for Edmonton. Um, I think Hall and Subban are arguably... You know, like, 
Subban's probably a little more valuable than Hall, but uh, I think you guys know like how highly I think of Hall as a player. Um, I do. I, think Clefpon, I like Clefpon's the idea. Got top pair potential, and the first round pick's probably going to be a top five. So that's just so much. Uh, I think Edmonton would be crazy to do this deal. Yeah, like I like Subban a lot, but I agree that even Hall. I think Hall in a first would be too much, or Hall in a yeah. bomb would be too much. Throwing in that extra piece. Mm-hmm crazy i mean i like the idea of them trying to acquire Subban, but at montreal i know they kind of came out that they were looking kind of gauging the market and then they said like no not happening just a whole jinx. if they trade Subban before firing Tarion, like bergevin's the they're, worst. they're the worst organization ever or yeah. Tarion's doing some crazy behind the scenes shit that should not be happening yeah um beebs you got anything else to to drop about this deal no i was just more getting excited for the next question comes in from Oh, the big Pavelski, hey. boy. Andrew Ladd to Anaheim for a young defenseman, either Vatnin or Fowler. I think this is the first trade that actually has like some legitimate substance and to it. And the big Pavelski never yeah, has legitimate that... substance to anything no. he writes. So I love it. <laughs> he's usually more about like Pokemon and, and jokes. nonsense. He jokes. He's, he's great. But I think this is, could be a Loves trade. I think, that, I think that um, the Jets would be looking for a little more. Um, only because like they kind of already have a stack D, so they might not be looking so much for to add it. But I mean, if, imagine they added like a Fowler Ugh. to that decor. Woo. Uh, but then they would just need some. They would need some forwards. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, like just, a, a big buff a, just like a you know like a B forward prospect or even a second round pick might be enough to get the job done at that point. But it's all it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be like you know they're obviously they're gonna be able. It's gonna be a bidding war for a lot. They're gonna be able to wage some offers against each other. So I think he'd be a nice fit in Anaheim though. But um. Yeah, that's the first trade that we've seen here that's actually got quite a bit of substance to it. So I like that one. Yep. Good job, Pavelski. Yeah. Uh, the next one comes from Igor, who's dropped some questions in the past as well. Thank you, Igor, as always. Igor. He says, Yuri Hoodler, Chris Russell, both pending UFAs, and a draft pick to Dallas for Nachushkin. Um, Dallas says that Nachushkin's, you know, on the table for the right price. Um, I do not think that two pending UFAs and a draft pick are the right price. No. Um, traded yeah. somebody, you know, a younger player, maybe an NHL-ready guy, uh, and one of those guys maybe a little bit better, somebody with some term, but not too penny in UFAs. No, yeah, no. I, I, I would never do this if I was Dallas. It doesn't make a lot of sense either. No. I mean, like, Dallas from a Dallas perspective. No, they're in more of a buying spot, you know, you train away a young guy, and then you're getting a pick, like... <laughs> Well, that would kind of be like getting two rentals and a draft pick for yeah, but uh, like, like it kind of makes it like it, it makes, makes sense, sense, but yeah. it's just not a good. It's just not like a, it's not the two guys I think I would go after <laughs> if I was trading a two. Yeah, but I mean at the same time you put Yuri Hoodler in that lineup with uh, with those guys there, it could do some damage. But I mean obviously I'm oh we do hella that. damage, but I don't think it's worth moving Nachushkin. Nachushkin yeah. No, no. Like if if Nachushkin's on the block, I think they can get a lot more in return. Yeah. than than that. Um, the next one is from Blues Clues. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, I think it's more to do with the St. Louis Blues, but you know, it doesn't really matter. No, no, no. He says just a big Steve fan. <laughs> he says Berglund and Lindbom sorry, Berglund Lindbom and a draft pick to Columbus for Cam Atkinson. Or just Berglund and a bag of pucks. Uh we can't really assess bag of pucks clearly. We tried that already. Um so let's take a look I at I do Berglund. like how a lot of guys in the league are just getting compared to be tradable for a bag of pucks though. Like Yeah, I yeah. just think Berglund's a good player though. I do too. He's a good two way guy. I think he, I just think that there's too many guys like that in St. Louis. Like I think that, I think that Bergen would be a good player in another team. I think he just doesn't. Yeah. He's, I don't know. He's too injury prone too. Like they already have enough big centers in St. Louis. Oh, but Lindbaum's a Lindbaum's a pretty good 
uh, D prospect and a pick. I think Columbus would actually be kind of interested in this. Um, I feel I know like that Atkinson's win. a little bit on the yeah. I think that Atkinson's a little bit on the block. I was actually surprised like when I saw Berglund, Lindholm, and a pick. I'm like, who's this going to be for? And then I saw Atkinson. I'm like, okay, it's a legit trade. Yeah, that's actually a good one. Yeah, that's like a, he went he dug for that. Yeah, he oh he he yeah, knows blues, his blues. blues. Was thinking yeah he was thinking. And clearly he just hates Berglund. So, um, I mean, if I was if I was Blues Clues, I'd be trading Berglund, Bowman, a pick for Atkinson. I don't know about Berglund for a bag of pucks. It doesn't seem like a fair deal. But uh, next, moving on here to uh, at Mattman thirteen ninety eight, he says Galchenyuk to Tampa Bay for Jonathan Drouin and Kristers Gudelevskis. What do you guys think? I think I, it'd take more than Galchenyuk. Yeah. I like yeah. this one a lot though. Like I thought it was. Uh, I think like the the, the idea is like. I right think there. could work again. It's you know trading Drouin in division, so who knows if they're down for that? But I think it's going to take more. It would take more than just Galchenyuk. I think like Galchenyuk for Drouin is like a legitimate trade, but I don't. Yeah, you, I think adding one of like the best goalie prospects in the NHL <laughs> to that trade doesn't. Yeah. Like maybe Galchenyuk a pick for Drouin, Gudelowski's or. I'm not saying if Montreal know. can do that, if they were able to do that, why would they, they want they that? Run out though, like a right? bandit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Carry. No, but then you got that yeah. backup forever though. Like. You just, I don't know. Here's a question. Here's a question. Kerry, if Kerry dies again. For the yeah, season. I just don't see them like giving up extra value for it, I guess. If you were an NHL team right now and you had to pick between adding Galchenyuk to your team or Drouin, who would you rather have? Like for this year or for just like forever? forever. That's for a career. tough one. Probably Drouin. Yeah, I think so too. That's, I like Galchenyuk tough, a lot too, but yeah. I think Drouin is the guy. Yeah, I just think there's a bit of a higher ceiling, but you know who knows what the floor is at this point. I feel like Galchenyuk, he's on the floor. Galchenyuk's like... Galchenyuk's like bordering on like ready to break out and turn into a superstar but i mean i expected that to kind of happen this year and yeah it hasn't really you know maybe it has a little bit to do with the fact that you know montreal wasn't as good as anybody really expected but yeah uh, you're just waiting for that offensive talent to kick in right like he's yeah he needs a little obviously montreal needs some help they got a they got a lot of work to do uh but the next one comes from hess heslau heslau tony i don't know if that's actually how you say it but that's what i'm going with uh, he says Berglund, Raddy, and a second to Toronto for Kadri. What do you guys think? I guess I'll go to you on the fir- uh, first D. Uh, I probably wouldn't. Like, I can't imagine Kadri, like, them making a move without a first-round pick being in it. Yeah. Raddy's a, Raddy's like decent. A, Raddy's a great prospect, but uh, <coughs> I think they would get... Maybe Berglund, Raddy, and a first, I think, would probably get the job done. Potentially. I don't know. I don't know. I think, like, everybody... I'd still rather oh, keep Kadri, but... I think a lot of Leafs fans, too, the like, last fan. couple of days has kind of seen, like, the whole Kadri-Shattenkirk type of talk, and then now, like, they're just expecting that. That, that doesn't make any sense. sense. That'd be cool if it happened, but it makes it'd no be, sense like, for this year. It'd be pre-coup, but yeah. It'd be great. Oh, it'd be great for, for the Leafs. <laughs> yeah. If it was, like, Kadri-Shattenkirk and, like, his promise that he will sign for years to come, it'd be cool. Yeah. But, I mean, there's no promise either with Kadri, right? That's so, true, too. I guess it's... And, like, if you're getting Austin Matthews... Makes it a little easier to trade away to your, your best center. Nazim who? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, this next one, I loved this name for somebody dropping a trade offer. This made me laugh. Uh, at Realistic Fan. He knows what's up. He mess around. And, and he said, Yak, Na- Nail Yakupov and Justin Schultz to New Jersey for Adam Larson and a player slash a later pick. You decide. So we'll just say later pick because who knows what the player could be. Would, player. If you're in New Jersey, do you accept, accept Nail Yakupov and Justin Schultz for Adam Larson and a late pick? Let's say a fourth or fifth this one's good this is a really good one but i i'd say absolutely i think if you're new jersey you look at 
look at the guys who they have going forward, and I don't think they have an, an, a talent like Yakupov. He would just automatically become their best. I mean, do we still call him a prospect? But he would become their best young player at that point. I mean, right now, yeah. what do they have for young players like Blandesi, Reed Boucher? I mean, like, that's not really saying much. The list goes on and stops. Yeah, really. And those guys aren't even, like, elite talents that we're talking about in the future. These are guys we could see on the second and third the line. Only, the line. only reason I wouldn't do this um, is because, like, the Devils' blue line is filled with, def- like, offensive defensemen. Like, they got Damon Severson, uh, Eric Jelena, guys like that. So you don't really need to add a Justin Schultz, another, you know, yeah, unreliable defensive Larson guy. Too, right? like, and then Adam Larson's, like, actually. arguably their best defenseman. So... I think he's still a stud. I don't. I wouldn't do this. I think adding Yakupov in New Jersey would would make a lot of sense. I agree with you there, Biebs. But this isn't the trade. Uh, this isn't the trade to add Yakupov. Maybe don't take on Schultz. Go I for think Larson's a little overrated. I mean, he hasn't really produced at all. He hasn't done anything. Uh, he's strong at his so, own end, but I mean, yeah, he's not like the yeah, offensive but was, yeah, that's defenseman that we also defense. thought he was going to be. Yeah, exactly. But possession either is Schultz. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's more about Yakupov. I don't like Schultz at all. No. Um, the the next Noted. one here, the next one is from at Turpish. He says Turp. Brandon P- at Brandon. I'm sorry, Brandon Peary and a second to Winnipeg for Andrew Ladd. Um, I actually like this trade quite a bit. I think it's gonna take uh, more for Ladd. Brand, yeah, Brandon Peary is a pending RFA. Um, I think it would take a little more. Maybe adding another, adding like a, a prospect into the mix, um, pick, or maybe. maybe just making it a first. Yeah. I think that could be something. Peary's shown flashes of being a really. I think it's definitely going to be a first. Like it's going to be built yeah. around a first round pick. It has to be. Yeah, it's going to be a first, and then some. And Peary would be the guy that makes sense. I mean, he. It just uh, if Florida's really going for it, does trading a first this year matter that much? I mean, they're a pretty young team. There's going to be a lot of. Yeah, they have tough for a lot of these young guys to b- break into into the lineup. No, yeah, this might a, be... it's a late first round pick for sure. And yeah, just put Quentin Houghton in there as well, and just don't even make it a first. Make it a second. second. (laughs) Wouldn't be bad. Uh, I don't know. I still think I think you're right though, D. It's uh, it's a first or nothing really for Lad. It's yeah. It's where the the discussion starts and ends with the first. But now this this other guy, I think his name is uh, Vodka Fish. (laughs) He. He really took it upon himself. Most people sent me uh, legit trade offers. Vodka Fish took it upon himself to find the most outrageous um, trade offers that he could. And he I don't know where he found this. It must have been on some leaps. Probably or something. F- yeah, I was gonna say one of those weird trade forums. But he sent me uh he sent me five or six just Leafs trade proposals, and the majority of them are pretty ridiculous. So um well let's just go rapid fire here and we'll we'll wrap this up. But the no. first one Every the first one. one's hilarious. Um, this obviously is banking on the the Leafs winning the draft lottery as well. So uh, Toronto trades the first overall pick to the Arizona Coyotes for Oliver Ekman, Larson, Dylan Strome, and the tenth overall pick. <laughs> I, I'd trade the first for Ekman Larson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. There's no way you're getting like arguably their best prospect not in the um, not in the league right now and the tenth overall and their best defense. Best One of player. the best defensemen in the league. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I would trade first overall probably for Ekman Larson yeah, too. Seriously, like it, it'd be it, a toss I up. Know. But I, I yeah, I, if there's a D man you're gonna get, like that's probably one of the better ones you could grab. Oh yeah, he's like yeah. the best one. Like aside from Eric Carlson right now and PK yeah, like the Steven, only other one. I don't that's think there's a say. defenseman I'd rather acquire right now. No, PK. I totally agree. And like I guess it's uh, Klingberg. Like you, you know, you know uh, what you're getting. Like yeah, that's Ekman even a toss up. Yeah. I don't know. Been like I'd rather have Ekman Larson. He's on like the kind. He's on the Carlson like trend right now. It's scary, dude. 
No, he's unbelievable. He is like on a by bad far on a, team. On a bad team, yeah. That's the Carlson trend. <laughs> and like you don't really know, like obviously Copyright. Matthews is a crazy prospect, but you know what you're getting hundred percent with Ekman Larson. Exactly. So I I agree, I would do that. But yeah, I didn't tell and show him with the tenth overall. Get out of here. Yeah, it's a bit of a sweetener. Yeah. Uh the next the next one is Parento to Washington for a second and a prospect. Yeah, right. Get real. Maybe I think Okay. Honestly, like, just looking at what some of the, like, I think a prospect's pretty bland. Like, you saw they got seconds for Spalling and Polak, so I think it's, like, really reasonable to think they are going to get a second for Parenteau, especially everyone knows he's super available. And like I said, you can wage offers against each other. And a prospect to me is so big, like, if he's talking, like, a C or B or maybe someone just to help with the Calder Cup run this year. But yeah, I can yeah. see that. I don't know if Washington's really the landing spot, but I could definitely see yeah, comparing to the Islanders. Let's say let's say it's to the Islanders. Um, it would have to be, I think, like like a not very good prospect. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I said yeah. a B, C, D prospect. Probably right? this is obviously not an A grade prospect. Yeah, I'm leading towards. C. I think you guys are gonna be surprised <laughs> at how much Parento is gonna fetch. No, I think he he's definitely their biggest fish. Yeah, like he. That's not even what I'm talking about. Like it's just yeah, like it's just the market fetch? in general, no. dude. Like. Oh no! I know. I'm just. I I do agree that he's gonna bring in a decent amount. I just. I don't. I just. I don't know. I. It depends where he goes. I guess. And you're right. It depends. I guess what is at like, how many teams are really going after him? The more, the bigger the bidding war, the bigger the uh, return. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Bozak to Nashville for a first. Bozak's not getting a first. No, not anymore. Bernier to Carolina for a third and more. No. <laughs> <laughs> Grabner to Detroit for a fourth. No, not doing it. And then the last Six. one here, the last one. Grabner here is could Gardner. be fetching a second right now. All I'm gonna say. If he's, I think everybody's. I think like the Leafs might own the entire second round. I'm saying. I'm not saying he's going to. I'm saying if he got more ice time. You, okay. Anyway. Preseason sleeper boys. I don't like Grabner. And then the last one is Gardner to Edmonton no for way. a first. Not a chance. No. Okay. Well, no. that that wraps no. it up. Not Edmonton's first. Yeah, as like second overall. Yeah, maybe like a late late first. But. Maybe oh, like yeah, the I wouldn't want to move him for a late first. Maybe like the 2021 yeah, I first. I feel like a late first if you're drafting a defenseman in that spot, like best case turns out to be like Jake Gardner quality. That's yeah. what Jake Gardner no, yeah. was. He's a late first. Anyway. Yeah, you don't you don't get Edmonton second overall pick. Not a chance. But boys, it's been fun. That was a good episode. I like talking trade. It's fun to just kind of goof around and and have a blast. This is probably you know other than playoff time this is probably my favorite time of year uh it's fun to write about all this nonsense and all this all this shit that goes down so i'm glad uh this year we had kind of a podcast to to just talk about it for an hour over an hour so i uh, hope everybody out there kind of enjoyed this hopefully some of our guesses come to fruition uh that'd be nice if we got a couple right we look a little look a little smarter than we do right now so um anyways if you guys enjoy uh what you hear from us make sure you tell your friends and have them tell them your friends friends and <laughs> you guys subscribe and comment and let us know what you want us to do better let us know what you want us to change um and i know i mentioned a couple weeks ago i was thinking about doing a morning show i'm still working on it um there was quite a bit of feedback saying that you guys are pretty interested so i am looking into it um if i do do it it'll probably be for probably like the last month of the season run a little test run see kind of what the feedback is uh from that and if it's good we'll run it into next year but uh that's also, pretty much all i've got so yeah d you ahead blue stones just released some new music uh they did follow, new albums coming out subscribe to them on youtube follow them on spotify and uh any other platforms where you might be able to get a hold of the music 
Yeah, their newest single, Magic, it's a beauty. I like it a lot. Well, uh, I'm going to see if I can get that from them when the album drops. And uh, hopefully we'll bring back some, we'll bring in some new Blue Stones The official but... band of the Daily Face Off podcast. There it is. Anyways, mm. it's been fun. Uh, you guys enjoy your trade deadline week. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of coverage all over Daily Face Off. Uh, make sure you follow dailyfaceoff.com and at Brock underscore Segan for all your up-to-date trades. I like to tweet out all... Uh, I guess I would call it a trade card. I like to do a trade card for each and every trade to kind of break it down a little more simpler than uh, you'd be able to find it anywhere else. So Love infographics. Yep. There you go. Infographics are the shit. So anyways, without further ado, the blue stuff. Peace out. on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.